You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Volume. All right, guys, I'm here with Sean Strickland, main event UFC 293 from Sydney, Australia. He takes on the champ Israel Adesanya. Sean, thank you for checking in with my man. DC the legend. (laughs) So this whole thing came fast, right? It was Drake's Duplessis, and I remember talking to one of the bosses, and they... He kind of softly hinted that it might be Sean Strickland. Yeah. And I said, well, let's look into Sean Strickland. And when you look into Sean Strickland outside of the Pajeda fight, you do deserve a championship fight. Was this when you expected this to happen? Uh, I mean, it came fast. But, you know, I've never said no to the UFC. When they call me, I say yes. You know, I thought I was next in line. I thought I got robbed with Cannonier. Again, Cannonier, great guy. I thought I got robbed. It's kind of funny after the. You I thought mean, you won the fight? Yes. I, I even had judge. I even had... I've had some people in the UFC come and be like, oh, man, you got robbed. Really? It was kind of funny. It, one of those things where they're like, well, Sean, you show damage. I had a scratch in my nose. I'm like, guys, I'm fucking white. Cold <laughs> weather damages me. Fucking, you get, some, you get some wind and I get damage. You get some fucking cold air and I get chapped lips. I start fucking bleeding. A scratch on the nose doesn't lose a fight. Yeah. So you thought you should have won that fight and was the rifle number one contender? Yes, 100%. 100%. It, it doesn't happen, you know, but here's the thing about opportunity, guys. Never happens when you want it to happen. Would I have loved to have a full 12-week camp and brought in all the tall link and kickboxers? I would love that shit. But that's not how opportunity works. It just shows the fuck up, and you either answer or you don't. You answer. You always got to answer, guys. And, hey, a lot of times you answer, you always fail. But unless you answer, you don't know. Well, you don't. You, you could never succeed if you don't take the chance. 100%. Right. And that's what a lot of people, they don't realize. Like A lot of successful people, whether it be they bought real estate, they invested, it's not that they have anything over you guys. They just say, yes, I'm down. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to fucking do it. And what has been so beneficial to me, the UFC, when the UFC calls me and they say, hey, you want this risk? And I say, yes. And, you know, sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. With Alex, it didn't pay off. But, 
You keep saying yes, you keep grinding, and you slowly get what you want. Sean, you got on a shirt that says cancel me. Oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I'm finally starting to, uh, I'm starting, starting to try to make money, you guys. I don't want to be broke my whole life. But to certain people, you're a breath of fresh air, right? Because we live in a different world today where everybody doesn't kind of just say and talk as they want. But is this really you or is this like a little bit of a, I get it now. Yeah. It's more than just fighting because there are a lot of guys that are great at fighting but they don't connect to people yeah. and whether people love you or they hate you they gotta feel something either way yeah. so when i was getting booed going to the octagon i was happy when i was getting cheered i was happy mm -hmm. because they felt something yeah. is this really sean strickland or is this a little bit of a sean strickland with the volume turned up to 100 to make sure that people are taking notice of you you know what it is you guys I can't, I can't take, I can't put, I can't take off the glasses. And what I mean by that, like when I walk through the world and even when I get cameras thrown in my face, when I get people coming up to me, like Izzy is the embodiment of the superstar, like the LeBron James, the NBA, the NFL, like you have these people that are like artificially inflated by the world and they wear the belt, they drive the car, they wear the jewelry. And like, it means absolutely nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Like the car you drive, what you wear, the clothes you have means absolutely fucking nothing. And I think people like me because I'm, when you see me in front of a camera fighting, when you see me do an interview, they're like, oh man, you're, you are like me. You're not the LeBron James. You're not the Izzy. You're not, you're just a normal guy fighting you guys. I know what it's like to be broke. I know what it's like to have to ride a bike to work. I've experienced all these things. And no matter how many cameras are thrown in my face, no matter how many people beg me for an interview or how many people ask me for something, then day, man, I'm just a fucking guy and I'm just here by chance and hard work. And again, that is what connects you with a lot of people. Not really, like you said, taking off the glasses to the world. Uh, it's hard, man. Like, trust me, every day. But how do you operate in this world, right? Because there's a lot of people it's that depressing. go, this I is ridiculous. I detach myself from it. You know, it's like... I mean, it's, I, did a, I did an interview with uh, Mexico and, you know, and the Fox Sports Mexico and the guys asked me, and, I, and, you know, Mexican people are some of the toughest, most hardworking people. And I cannot, I can't even not think about it. Like you take his job just because he's working out of Fox Sports Mexico, doing the same exact job out of Fox Sports US, he's probably getting paid a quarter of it just because he is in Mexico. And there's so much shit in the world dude, where I can't, I can't unsee it. I can't take off the glasses. So when I talk about it, people are like, oh, this guy gets it. I'm like, bro, how do you not get it? Like, how do you not get it? I can't stop. I can't not see it. You know, you are different in the way that you approach the media and everything. And now you find yourself on the verge of fighting against one of the most dominant middleweight champions of all time. Yeah, one of the best. And you don't like him. And I wonder. No, I don't. No, I don't say. It. I don't. I don't necessarily say. It. Are you guys' like interactions aren't pleasant? No, I, I don't have anything against Izzy. I, everything I say about Izzy, you guys, I'm not like, I'm not making up. I'm not. You know, fic these aren't fictitious things I'm making up. These are things that he's done and he said. And if, if Izzy, maybe you should look in the mirror, and understand that you know, being a <laughs> isn't being a man. What, okay, 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 DC. No, let's ask you. You say you aren't going to edit this out, DC. No, no, no. I'll, I'll fucking What a, right what right. a, uh, African American. We could, yes. we could assume, right? You never no, I'm know. I'm black. I'm black. You're black. Yeah. <clears throat> How much would it cost to do what Izzy did? How much would it cost? What right? did Izzy do? This is all public knowledge. Just yeah. You guys can go Google it. He was fighting for a Chinese kickboxer and he had his shirt off and he said, You look at the color of my skin and blah, blah, blah. 
and he held up a flag and he says, but I am Chinese. And then this is fact, you can look it up. And then later on, somebody confronted him and said, hey, Izzy, what about you said this? And Izzy was like, because they're fucking paying me. So I'm asking you, DC, how much money would well, it? Well, I, th I think that, I think Izzy was probably saying he sees himself in everybody regardless of the race. No, but. But, but that's like, that's probably uh, what he sees in himself. No, right? so Izzy, like, Izzy was being but I'm saying, I'm asking you, I'm asking you, DC. I'm asking you, DC. I mean, I don't, I've, you go I've wrestle never... in China right now. Uh -huh. You go wrestle in China right now. I hand you a Chinese flag. I say, DC, here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, you look at. You, you look can't at... really ask me that. I'm like America. I'm, I'm a U.S. guy. But what would you say? But how, well, how much money? But how much money? But I don't think I don't. Because DC, you're a man. That's why. <laughs> because you're a fucking man, and someone's gonna hold a dollar in front of you, and you're not gonna just strip out down who you are. You're not gonna put an apel on like. You have dignity. You you have been one of the staples of the sport. And so whenever people say, I hate Izzy, I don't hate Izzy. I have nothing wrong with Izzy. I just point out who Izzy is, and I point out why people don't like Izzy. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this all started with that press conference? Izzy said that he walked up behind you, slapped you on the ass, uh, and you said something to the effect of, don't do me like Paulo Costa. Do you guys go out in front, and it's just immediately well, it just, arguing. It's it just, like, cringy. Like, it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just cringy, you know? And, like... Like, for instance, when Izzy called out Dreykus, mm -hmm. like, what do you think about that? When he goes and tried to, he tried to race bait Dreykus to say something offensive. What do you think about that? That's, I mean, it was, it was a bit uncomfortable. It was a bit, it was a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And another thing about Izzy, you guys, Izzy. But did, did Izzy you is talking a, right now, well, Sean, about Izzy. It doesn't sound like you don't like Izzy. But uh, well, one more <laughs> thing. I'm, again, I, I'm, sure I, I, I'm sure Izzy's a nice enough guy. But let's say another thing about Izzy. World stage. Mm -hmm. World stage UFC event. World stage. He wears a shirt that says what? He is not your bank. World stage, man. World stage. You're about to, you're about to announce a next big fight, and you take that opportunity to shit on your ex-girlfriend. So, oh, I didn't. I didn't. I, I mean, I thought that would be. I mean, maybe. Do you remember when Dana said that they don't put how much we actually make because our families all start reaching? Well, I no, thought that's what that no, was. It was, that was his again, I don't. I don't talk about spouses, and nobody should. Yeah, no, we should. This is just public knowledge. This okay. is the shirt you wore. You chose to wear. You I have, thought that was for his family. You could have said anything, bro. You yeah. could have talked about Ukraine. You could have talked about hungry Africans. You could have said anything. You could, you open your mouth and the world listens. And you wear a shirt that says, not his bank. You get drunk and then. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. 
Hey everybody, this is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't Hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You go try to race bait Dragus. You, uh, you guys have that interaction on stage. Do you think that helps still? That helps to get you in this position where we can always go back as a, and the company can always go back and run those clips. You guys arguing back and forth. There's bad blood. Again, it could sell like this is the fight yeah. because these guys have a history. You know, guys, this is UFC, WWE, it's all related. The more you talk, Conor McGregor, the more you talk, the more you make, man. I I have... The fans want me to be Izzy because Izzy is not likable. I mean, everything Izzy does is fucking cringe from everything he does. So I know why the company wants it. I know why the fans want it. But all I could say, guys... If I win that belt, we're going to bring Digny back into the middleweight division. How do you do that? How do you beat a guy in that Asanya who shows he's so skilled and well-rounded, especially with your – you're not a guy that's going to be trying to wrestle him, right? You're a striker. No, we no let's not say that. I might wrestle you guys. I might wrestle. I wrestle like three days a week. Maybe I could actually use it once. Really? Oh, yeah. I actually, I'm actually pretty good at wrestling. I just don't ever do it. You, you, but you, you're a good striker, and your volume and your boxing yeah. is what allows for you to. As, as the fight goes on, you start to separate yourself. How do you yeah. do that with a guy like Adesanya, who's such a great counter striker? You know, if I had to say anything, it's Bisbing versus Anderson Silva. Mm. It's like you just got to give a little bit to the gods. Like you got to just accept that, like your path to victory is going to be hard. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be brutal. I mean, that's at the end of the day. When you're fighting someone of that skill, and not only of that skill, of that length. Yeah. There's a lot of weapons you got to get through to get to him. So, no, it's going to be it's gonna be a rough fight, but it's you know it has the makings to be one of the best fights. You know, a lot of times in these situations, when Izzy fights a guy that on the surface isn't as threatening, they become a little bit slower fights. Cannoneer fight, yeah. uh, Romero fight. Those fights get a little slower because it seems as though there's a lot of risk with not as much reward. Yeah. How do you pull him out of that? Because those guys, they get in there with Izzy and they start to take pictures, right? They start to watch him yeah. and they don't fight him. Yeah. And then it ends up being a slow You know, fight. And, that's, and that's one thing with Alex Pereira. You know, Alex, again, you want to talk about a guy, stand-up guy, great husband, mm -hmm. great father, you know, it was like stand-up, stand-up, stand-up guy. But, you know, 
I overthought that one. I had like, oh, if you beat him, you have a guaranteed title shot. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like, I kind of froze. I didn't fight. So, you know, if I learned anything from that fight, just go in there and fight. Just yeah. go in there and fight, you know. Go in there. Fall, what do you mean? Like, everything I thought, I overthought everything, whether it be a straight cross, whether it be a hook, everything. I was just overthinking everything as opposed to just going there and fighting. So if I learned anything from that fight, just, you know, turn off the brain and just go in there and try to fight. Just fucking fight hard. I've heard some stories out of your training camp that not many people have seen a man work as hard in preparation. I hear stories that you sparred and pads 20 rounds in a row. How are you carrying that type of work load as you head into this? Like, it seems as though you're very aware of the challenge that's ahead of you. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go train. I'm going to go do hard five rounds of wrestling after this interview. I just love a big reason to you guys. I love it. I love fighting. It's like I, I, I pretty much fight to train. Like, I love when I have a fight. I have an excuse to spar hard. I have an excuse to spar the best guys. A, b a big reason why I train so hard is because I, it makes me happy. Yeah. It has nothing really to do with the fight. This fighting is not about being an athlete of, from some other sport that chose this. What, did you play any other sports before fighting? No, no, man. Uh, fighting was, um, I was a kid. I played football, junior American. Uh, but obviously I got, I think I went to like four, three, four years of actual schooling. I couldn't keep a 2.0, got kicked out of school. It was hard. It was hard, man. And then I remember I was about, you know, 14 years old, just kind of miserable, angry. I walked in the gym the first time, and then I was, it was the first time in my life I've ever felt happiness. And this is what I try to tell people, man. Even even talking about it, like, it, it kind of tears me up because it brings me back to, like, that first day of, like, happiness. And, you know, what I try to tell people, like, man, the world's fucking rough. The world's fucking rough. It's hard to be a man. You you have no you have no pillars of masculinity. You're you're designed to be insecure. And a lot of people, man, walk into a gym, walk into a gym, go spar, go grapple. It's like it's a brothership. It's a home. You meet people from all different races, re religions, nationalities, and and truly is a, it's a last safe haven for like mental health and masculinity, which is insane because we try to kill each other. You said that. I read something somewhere where you said that if you weren't doing this, you'd be doing some bad stuff in the trailer. Like, this yeah. stuff, it saved your life. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, when I was younger, I got kicked out of school for hate crimes. Whenever you come from an extremely violent childhood, you start grasping on, like, sense of masculinity and strengths. And, like, you know, I had, um, I had racist influences in my life. So the only really masculinity and strength was these pretty much pieces of shit that I grasp onto. They work out, they're strong, they get respect. It's just like this brutal cycle. It's this brutal cycle. And it's not just whites and not, it's everybody. It's, it's fucking everybody. And I mean, it's, it's a damn shame, bro. And you, and you know, I don't know how to fix it. For me, I started training and I was exposed. I was exposed to the world and there's actually kind of dawned on me, you know, my entire life, my entire life, everybody who's kind of put me down, who kicked me out, they're all white. Everybody, everybody who's really held it, Lorenz Larkin, you know, he's actually a UFC guy. Every guy, everybody who's actually, Lorenz. he's a great guy, but everybody who's actually held out their hand and said, hey, Sean, even me, after saying all this crazy shit when I was a kid, everybody who held out their hand who tried to help me, either black or Mexican. Mm. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not putting down white people, but I'm saying, like, at some point you take a step back and you look and you're like, man, like, 
the world is the world is not what you the world is not what you think it is. Yeah, a lot of times they say the people that hurt you the most are the ones that are closest to yeah. you. Yeah, and, uh, and and you know that's one of the things about fighting, which I wish more people would like, especially like inner city communities, man. Like fighting, boxing, like it literally is like a safe haven, and and I wish that fuck, I, I wish it would grow more. I wish yeah. it grow more, like boxing, MMA. I mean, it, it saved my life. It bring you guys like you guys for the average people. You guys don't know what it's like to be angry. You don't like. If we're talking about inner city kids, like. You don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like to be so angry that you just walk down the world saying, like, if I can hurt somebody, I feel good. And it doesn't matter, white, black, Mexican, people who grow up like me with shitty fathers, abusive households, we, we have this anger in us and we have to put it towards something, whether it be a gang, selling drugs, racism, we gotta put this anger towards something. And that's like, you know, MMA, man, it, it truly is it truly is amazing and I wish we did more of it. Sean, you are a story of someone that's not supposed to be. Yeah. But on Saturday night, you have the opportunity to become the champion of the world. If you win that belt, what does that mean to you? And to all the people that do support you and follow you and have seen you through this journey, right? From being a guy at welterweight that was okay yeah. Yeah. to a guy that's now fighting for the middleweight champions of the world. From a guy that got hit by a car riding his mm. motorcycle. Like, what does that mean to you and those fans yeah. if you get that job done on Saturday? You know, you guys, and I'll tell you, buddy, I'm, I'm pretty stoic. I don't really get excited things, but it would mean something to me to bring the belt to represent my fans, to represent you guys of all, you know, black, white, Mexican. I, I was in New York, and it's, it's kind of funny. I was in New York, and the only people who recognized me were the Nigerians in Central Park. And they all wanted pictures. So, like, I represent a broad spectrum of people that they don't get representation from guys like Izzy. They don't get reputation with guys like that. So, you know, it would mean so much to to win a belt, to amplify amplify my voice, amplify amplify my voice to make better men, make masculinity great again. It it would be it would mean so much to me to be able to represent you guys and have a louder platform for you guys. Sean Strickland takes on Israel Adesanya this Saturday, UFC 293 from Sydney, Australia. Sean, thank you for checking in, my man. True true legend, bro. If I can wrestle half as good as you, it's going to be an easy fight. (laughs) Guys, make sure you hit the purchase button. Watch this man try to chase history. Till next time, like, subscribe. Peace. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your 5-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. 
In a clinical trial, SmileActive's users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to SmileActives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.